0: Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. Today, we hear from Kelsey Stark, the owner and founder of Stark Media Group, making businesses money through digital marketing. Make sure you're downloading, subscribing, and sharing out the Breakfast with Champion podcast so that you don't miss your opportunity to get a seat at the biggest breakfast table in the world. With that, let's grab a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. Ms. Barbara in the red dress, amazing as always. Thank you for those pivotal seven steps which are absolutely key into changing life and I have to say I think of you every time I see Chanel anything and I love to hear your stories and how you're rocking it so thank you for so much for all of that knowledge and wisdom so hello 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 everyone it is the 11 a.m eastern standard time hour which means the breakfast with champions switches over to the social media show my name is Kelsey Stark and I am honored to be moderating this first hour where we are going to go into some social media breaking news i'm going to give you all some Uh, breaking news on what's going on in the digital marketing world so you can stay up to date and make sure that your marketing plans are here accordingly so just a reminder this is the breakfast with champions room this is a social media show in this room but don't forget to hit that little green house up there and become a member of the club it's no longer followers so make sure that you are becoming a member of the club so you get notified every time this room opens and every other room that's underneath this club which is absolutely phenomenal but it's actually this room because we are here all day long. So if anybody on this stage resonates with you, make sure that you're giving them a follow. And before I jump into these breaking news, I would love for you to tap that plus sign on that bottom right hand corner, get some friends in here so they too can be informed of what's going on in the social media world. So I just want to let everyone know that we're going to be doing this every time we switch over a segment. I'm just Gonna kindly drop some people down and get my social media people up here. We have Nate, who is the founder, along with Tom with the social media show. We have Sue, Brooke, Christy, Brooks coming at you later with uh some tech updates as well. So make sure you stick around from that. We have Eric and Auntie Anita, and I'm so excited for all of you to be here. So if we drop you down, don't worry, we will bring you right. Back up and make sure that you're on stage. But with that being said, I just want to say good morning to my people. Good morning, Nate, Tom, Sue, Brooke, Christy. How are you this morning? Good
1: morning, too
0: Wimmer. blessed.
1: Too blessed to be stressed. Good morning. Let's go. Good morning.
0: Yes, hello, hello, and good morning to everyone else on stage. I hope you're having a fantastic Thursday. With that being said, I have seven uh, updates on what is going on in the social media world. And for all of you who are new to this segment, which uh, if you haven't jumped over to our other room, uh, this is going to be brand new to you. So what we are going to do is I'm going to go through these seven topics, but with every single one, I would love to hear your feedback. So I will give you all the information you need. And I'd love for some participation, some feedback on how you think this is going to affect your social media strategy, is it going to affect your social media strategy, and what you may or may not be doing differently. So number one, it's actually something that we spoke about previously in another room, but I wanted to bring it around for those of you who are using TikTok. I know that there's quite a few people on my crew that are, and I'm sure that there are plenty of people in this room of 325 people that are also using TikTok. So TikTok is testing out TikTok stories. So it looks like TikTok is going to add the stories feature just like... Oh my like... gosh, that's oh. So So sorry, somebody came on with a hot mic. There we go. Um, Just remember that when you pop on stage, your mic is hot. Uh, So we just wanna make sure we stick around and mute that, but don't worry, it happens to the best of us. All right, so we're gonna talk about TikTok stories. So they were going to add a stories feature similar to what we see on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and LinkedIn and Snapchat. They all have these features already. We do know that Twitter just got rid of their version of it. And I'm going to tap back to this later, but I think it's very interesting that they are going to add a stories feature considering their Current content is already very story esque, but it's going. The TikTok stories is going to be similar to these other stories that you're seeing. They'll be available for 24 hours, and the display will actually be a collapsible on the left hand side. So as opposed to it uh, being shown at the very top and drop down like it is part of the feed, you're actually going to see it coming in from the left hand side and it's going to collapse in uh, from the left hand side of the panel in the app's main feed Uh, and then there will be a dedicated camera, just like uh, there are on the other platforms, there will be a dedicated camera to create these different stories as well as a process to go through it we anybody who has made a story before which anyone in here who's on social media i'm sure you have you know that there's a process you either create the content you add in your filters you add in your audio so they're saying that it's going to be similar to that there's going to be a similar creation flow that makes it easier for users to find and create their stories on TikTok. So I would love to open this up to the panel on what your thoughts are on stories on TikTok. Are the two contents gonna be entirely too similar? So are they going to miss the mark with stories? Or do you think that that 24 hour ephemeral content is gonna create the sense of FOMO that is going to drive more people to the app? So I would love to open this up and hear what you all have to say. So give me a mic flash if you have a uh, comment on this.
1: I hear some. I love stories. I've always loved them on Facebook, Instagram, because you can just do them so fast. I mean, you can just pop in, you can show off your day. So I'm looking forward to seeing other people's stories. I know I will post more content on TikTok with story platforms. So I'm looking forward to that
0: change awesome nate yeah stories are great and it definitely it creates that sense of fomo go ahead eric i saw you
2: flashing good morning kelsey good morning champions listen i kelsey you are you are amazing because i actually had not heard about this so i don't know i might be the only one on the stage who has not heard about this but this is i actually love this idea what you had said kelsey about how uh TikTok their content that people put out there is a bit like stories. I know TikTok, in talking with TikTok, I know that they are very focused on wanting to expand and focus more on different formats that are on the platform in terms of the kinds of video they are trying as much as they can to get away from the little dancing videos, the little sort of slice of the story-esque videos. They really wanna focus on more produced type of videos to be on TikTok and now it makes a lot, of more, a lot more sense as to why, because if they're in, introducing stories, now stories, their, their version of stories will be that place for those little, added, little improvised dance things or whatever it might be. So I think this is a really smart move by them. I think it's going to go really, really well. It will just increase the amount of time that people are on the app, which of course, as you well know, that's what all these apps want to do is increase the amount of time that's going to be on the app. So I, I think it's going to be a very effective move for them.
0: Eric, that is a great point, and I'm glad that you brought that up, and I was hoping someone did, otherwise I was going to, because we have seen that shift with TikTok, as they have openly stated that they are trying to move away from what was known as the Musical.ly, which was what they were beforehand, they wanted to move away from the singing and the dancing, and they wanted to create more content that would attract a wider audience of not just the teenagers dancing around and doing the, you know, the funny little trendy dances and whatnot. So, you know, I think that that's a really great point that this is now going to allow the app to become a bit more serious, to have that uh, more cultivated content that pushes outside the realm of the current state of the trending dances. Although I don't think that that is going to go anywhere, but I think that that just means that there's a space for more content to be created, which is then going to pull more people onto the app. And then when it comes to the stories, you're going to have those fun little dancing things that people may push to that. And even the people who may be embarrassed to to try the dancing thing may be more inclined to do the trendier, uh, topics and whatnot in stories because it is that ephemeral content. Um, you know, that's something that actually inspired stories. I'm not sure if everybody here knows that, but when the Cambridge Analytica issue happened with Facebook, they found that a lot of people were pulling away from pu- putting content on the app because they di- they were concerned about their privacy. So they didn't want to put things on the app that they knew were going to stay there uh, forever, right? Or for the foreseeable future until they removed it. So that was the drive to Stories, is that they were able to provide content that was up for only 24 hours and then it disappeared. And it actually made people feel more comfortable adding content uh, to that app. So it's very interesting to see how that idea has, you know, changed over time where the comfortability of people of creating content is they'll start with the 24 hour, you know, ephemeral content that's going to go away. And then they'll be more comfortable and uh, more likely to produce content that is going to live on their on their profile for forever. So great, great. Eric, did you want to respond, or you I, just pop into? I laughing?
2: did. No, I did. <laughs> okay. I think there's another. I think amazing thing about this, which hopefully everybody here in this room is going to think about. What this does is this makes TikTok so much more accessible for people to be on TikTok. I know there's a huge, entry barrier to entry for people in their minds about thinking if I want to be on TikTok, th- TikTok is gaining such an amazing market share of social media, uh, currency of social media users. And some people, a lot of people, particularly in in our age demographic and older, think oftentimes, I just can't enter that realm. It is just something I can't do. I can't make these types of videos that are going to do well on TikTok. And what this does is it lowers that Uh, it it takes care of that barrier to entry. It lowers the bar. And so if you just want to start posting little pictures like you would on Instagram stories, it opens it up to more people to just start using TikTok because they can just do simple little story posts. Uh, And it opens up that whole world of doing picture posts on stories, which people love to do on stories, but you can't do that on TikTok right now. You don't put pictures up on TikTok. So I think it makes it so much more accessible for people of all ages and they'll feel more comfortable being on the app. So again, I think it's a genius move. Back to Kelsey.
0: Awesome, Eric. Nate, did you wanna chime in?
1: Yeah, quick question. Will they have the uh, peekaboo feature where you can see everybody that is watching your stories? I know TikTok shows your, content to way more people than uh, Facebook or other other algorithm other platforms do so uh, will they have a feature I know some people use this for business they use this for lead gen they they reach out to people that are watching their stories so will tiktok have this feature
0: they will they will allow you to see who is viewing your stories which is a, another really great point if you wanted to do some direct outreach um, so as of right now from what they're rolling out they are allowing uh, you to view who is viewing your um, your stories. Uh, awesome, so hope that answers your question, Nate. I'm pretty sure it does. Uh, does anybody else uh, have a question and or want to comment on TikTok stories before I move on? I don't hear any mic flashes. Awesome, so I will. Sure. Oh, go oh, ahead, Sue. Sorry. I, I was I was running to the microphone.
3: <laughs> no. Hi, hi, Kelsey.
4: Hey, it's Sue Zimmerman. I just, I just want to say it's great. I mean, I love, I love progress. I love, I mean, I don't know, always love change, but I always see change as a good move forward. So I think that anything that TikTok is doing to branch out and hopefully attract more people and make it easier, like Eric said, uh, you know, easier to get in and and start creating. I, I just think it's awesome. So that's all I
0: wanted to say. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sue. We know you are. One of our many TikTok masters on here as well as Tom and Brooke. So thank you for that input, appreciate it. So number two on our breaking news in the social media show, Instagram has pulled back the curtain on the Reels algorithm. I know we have talked multiple times about algorithms. How do we work? How are we gonna figure out what works where and how and when? Well, Instagram has officially told us what they are looking for when it comes to reels and they did it in kind of a funny way where they they didn't present it as a way of hey businesses this is what you should do but more of the way is this is how we pick the reels that are shown to you so i'm going to relay the message in the same way that they did it but then you all can kind of think backwards of how you're going to use this in your businesses so they said how they determine which reels to show to you are, if you are going to watch the reel all the way through, if you are going to like the reel, if you are more likely to comment or engage saying that it was entertaining or that it was funny, or if you are inclined to go to the audio that is used in that reel and actually make a reel of your own. So if you think about it, this is pretty much on par for every other um, social media aspect. Uh, or platform, they're really looking for you to have long watch time. If you can get somebody to watch your video to completion, that's amazing. If you can get them to watch it again, that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, So you definitely want to try to push people to watch it all the way through. Uh, If you can also get somebody to like your, uh, your comment i'm sorry like your video you know that's another phenomenal way to really boost your engagement um also getting people to comment on your your uh reels that is really what any platform is looking for is that engagement trying to get people uh, so excited about what it is that you're putting out or or elicit an emotion in them to the point where they actually want to type in the comments. And then of course, if they are going to go and make their own reel, which means they are spending more time on the platform. So the most important determinants, and in this order, they actually said, these are the, the three most important ways, um, I'm sorry, four most important ways that they determine if a reel is quote unquote valuable. So first off is your activity. So this means is this real in relation or similar to other, um, profiles that you have looked at other reels that you have watched? That you have commented on that you have liked you have to remember um, everyone in this room that all of these social platforms are literally data collection agencies so although they don't know the specifics of who i am i'm profile number five two six blah 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 whatever right um but they know my online behavior so they know what i'm liking on they'll know where it's posted geographically the topic of what the post is the hashtags that have been used on that post so i will start to be associated with posts that are within that realm so they look at your activity they look at what reels and Uh, profiles and pictures that you have commented on that you have liked and that you have engaged with recently so you'll find that if you start to really engage with uh, let's say you're going with jeeps right Uh, and you're engaging with a lot of uh, jeep content i'm going to start to be served jeep ads i'm start i'm going to start to see more um, posts that have jeeps in them because i recently engaged with that style of post so when making reels They look at which Reels you've liked, commented, and engaged with recently. The second most important determinant is your history with interacting with that person who posted it. So this is one of the reasons why we really try to strive for call to actions on your social posts, specifically your Reels, because Reels are getting the most amount of organic push right now outside of the newsfeed, right? So anything within Instagram, Reels are, if you're making Reels, you're gonna get the most amount of organic reach because they want to populate that specific part of the platform. So if you can make multiple Reels, and. Have call to actions for people to comment below, elicit some type of emotion in them, have them, you know, say that it was. just.
5: Hey champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there
0: hysterical or entertaining or even to just get a conversation flowing in your um, comment section that is going to be phenomenal for the reels that you continue to push because the more that somebody interacts with the with your reels in particular the more reels they're actually going to be served of yours So you want to make sure when you are creating that content for reels, that you're really making sure that you're pushing people down into the comment section, you know, in a way that is entertaining. Don't just say, Hey, please comment below. It should be, you know, ask a question um, and make them want to answer. The third most important uh, determinant is information about the reel. So that is talking about the content itself. So talking about the audio track that you use, um, the, the style of video that you're using, are you doing landscape, which is not exactly always set for reels, reels is more vertical video, right? So you want to make sure you're using vertical video that it is um, within the correct amount of pixels and that you are uh, sitting in in the frame in its entirety. So you want to make sure that the whole frame is in the picture and you're not just Um, you know, having half the frame filled. They want the entire frame filled. So vertical video. Um, You want to make sure you're using a Uh, an audio track that is very audible. It's not difficult to hear. And then also the popularity of what it is that you're doing. You know, are you hopping on a trend? Are you using a trendy audio track? Are you doing a trendy dance? Are you talking about a trendy topic? So that is the third information about your reels, the third most important determinant of uh, how they rank your reels. And then finally it's the information on the person who posted it. So, um, Are you a popular account? Do you have a wide audience? Even if you don't have a wide audience, do you have an interactive audience? Do you have people that come to you specifically to your page to search out your content or people when you put out content that you have a high engagement rate on it? So I'm gonna open this up to questions and dialogue, but I'm just gonna recap because I know I just threw a lot of information at you. So, How you are served your reels are if you are going to watch the reel all the way through, if you are going to like it, if you are going to say that it was entertaining or funny, basically if you're going to comment and or engage on it, or if you're going to use that audio that the person used and make your own reel. In addition to that, the four most important determinants are your activity which types of reels that you've liked, commented, and engaged with recently, your history of interacting with that person who posted it, the information of the reel, such as audio track, the, uh, is it properly formatted in video form, and is it a popular um, trending topic? And then fourth, the information on the person who posted it and others that have interacted with them. So I saw Vernita was flashing her mic, and I see Dr. Sean, so we'll start with Vernita. And then Dr. Sean and I'll move on to other questions and comments.
4: No, Graham Rising, Kelsey, Graham Rising, the social media show. Bernita Adele here. It should be told, Kelsey, I was clapping because I mean this is literally a master class on reels, and it never ceases, me, ceases to amaze me how deep uh, the, the, how deep we can go into really truly understanding how social media works from a tactical, from a metric standpoint. And that if we really want to maximize our opportunities on here, it's, it, it begins with taking the action of just trying it, but then it goes so much deeper. So really, I was clapping and just saying, keep going, Kelsey, because this information is so valuable. Bernita done speaking.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Miss America's hot sauce over there. appreciate you, love. <laughs> uh, and Dr. Sean, I saw you open your mic, so go ahead.
2: I had a question about the the the, the full frame. Could that include like a border? I mean, can you or can you even put like, you
1: know, slides in the video? Or does it have to be like moving video?
0: No, so you can do all of those aspects. What they're really looking for is that you are doing vertical video and not taking a horizontal and or landscape video, and then trying to use that in the app. They're really looking for things that fill up the entire screen, which make it easier for people to see the content that you're creating.
4: Got it, thank you.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. All right, anybody else have a question or would like to comment? I see that there's some people in the queue. so I'm gonna bring you up. Uh, or Dr. Nelly, did you have a a question or a comment?
6: Hi, yes I do. Um, uh, Thank you so much, Kelsey, great uh, information. So um, I don't usually do reels on Instagram. I've uh, had a TV show and I've had some uh, YouTube um, sort of content. Uh, I'm thinking about starting reels on Instagram. Uh, What's a good place to start? I'm a psychologist, um, and I do follow mental health uh, reels on Instagram. But uh, sort of any suggestions on where to start if I'm just starting fresh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would love to open this up to our panel of mods. If not, I can answer. Does anybody want to tap in on reels? Okay. Go ahead, Bernita.
4: I'm like, you go first, Kelsey. I'll come behind you
0: to reels you're going to want to make um content similar to what you're already putting out but do keep in mind that it is a shorter form video so you are going to want to make sure that you say very clear very concise um it's totally okay to do part one part two part three it is actually almost encouraged uh but maybe you know don't make all of your content you know into different parts make sure that you um you know are also putting other content in there, but it's the same way of what you do, what we do in this room, right? We want to make sure and on all of your social platforms, you want to do things that are educational, inspirational, and motivational, right? Um, so you want to make sure that you are teaching people, but you don't want to do it in kind of a flat form way. The thing that really gets across on Reels is if you can be concise, you can even show people behind the scenes, but rather than just kind of sitting there maybe in like a Zoom-like form where you're just speaking to the camera for 15 seconds, uh, you really wanna try to get some movement in there uh, and make it a little bit more dynamic. But as far as the actual content that you're putting out there, um, it definitely is a little bit more fun. It's a little bit more lighthearted, but there is an educational aspect to it. Some people are doing popular trends when it comes to like dancing similar to TikTok because Reels is considered, for anyone in this room that doesn't know, Reels was actually created to combat TikTok. So Facebook, uh, who owns Instagram, saw a large amount of population leaving their watch time on their app. So the time that's spent in app and moving over to TikTok because that was you know, the new thing. So what they decided to do was come up with a brand new part of their app, which is Reels, um, and it's supposed to be kind of a mirrored image of TikTok. So although it is a little bit more fun and lighthearted, you don't have to be dancey. You don't have to do any of that. Um, But they are pushing a more uh, more organic reach behind that because they want people to stay on the app. They want to populate that. Um, So I hope that answers your question, and I'm going to pass it to Vernita, and then you can let us know if that answers your question, Dr. Nellie
4: awesome awesome thank you for that kelsey and i was like yes just more master class on on reels um hi dr nell what what came to mind to add to it is that um one of the things that i really like about reels and truth be told i have not used them as much as i should and so uh, this this even this conversation that we're having today is really kind of convicting me that to to use them more often because i make videos regularly Um, but what i wanted to add to that for anyone who is moving into reels one of the things that i do find when i've done them is that it's another great way to stretch your content so if you ever make long form videos let's say you also have a youtube or other platforms that you use for longer videos Uh, Reels can be a really great way to show those peak insights, or to show um, in in snippet form uh, some of the content that you have and you can repurpose those longer videos into short form on Reels and then use them to drive traffic to whether it's your your website or to the longer educational videos or whatever next step you want people to do. Uh, reels can be a really great way to create call to action and to uh, chop up and to repurpose what longer content you may have out there. Uh, so those were the thoughts I thought to add and Bernita, does speaking for the moment.
0: Bernita, I absolutely love that. And I think we actually had this conversation in the social media show uh, last week where reels are um, and stories, those shorter form con- pieces of content are phenomenal ways to capture attention. So, you know, maybe you pose a question and you give half an answer, but then you lead them to your longer form video. And if you can get people to watch those longer form videos, that's great. But most people's attention span is about 15 seconds. So you wanna make sure that you're getting something clear and concise across, but you're also eliciting more of a curiosity and you then you can push them to that longer form content. So great, 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 great point, Vernita. Thank you so much for adding that. Dr. Nellie, did that answer your question?
6: Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Um, That was brilliant. Um, Now quick question. Is there a way to do this from YouTube? Does YouTube offer um, a feature where you can snip and kind of share a reel or I would have to do this, uh, like go back to the videos, contents and uh, do it myself?
0: They sure do. They have a little something called YouTube shorts. Tom, did you want to add on to that?
7: Nope, you can answer it. I think you did. That's fine. Um, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll share this. So. If you're going to do short form video and this is just my order, but your order might be different. So I focus on doing a short form video piece of content. So, of course, you could do it on the platform. And then you can either pull off what's called the watermark, let's say, of TikTok or the branding of that app if it's on there. And I don't know if other apps have that, but pull off that branding. And then you could reshare, let's say, your TikTok over to your Instagram uh, Reels. And then, of course, you can put on Stories and other places, too, on Instagram. But then YouTube, like Kelsey was saying, they have what's called YouTube Shorts. And when you're organized enough, you have the capacity. And that's the big key word. And you really have the time and want to be intentional. You can share it onto YouTube Shorts as well. So so it depends on how you curate that content. I've heard of some people doing it on all three platforms. So they'll they'll create one idea for a video, a short form video, and they'll just really quickly redo it three times if you're depending on how how detailed your content is, which takes a lot of work to do it that way. It just depends on what you're looking to do. But you can share it onto YouTube Shorts, yes. And and my favorite order right now is Uh, Instagram number. I mean, I'm sorry. I love Instagram first for personal reasons, but TikTok's the biggest bang for the dollar still for us and for many people. Number two would be Instagram reels. And then number three, I would say maybe someone else might be differently, but we're going to start doing YouTube shorts in a big way as well. So this is Tom with my beautiful bride and Kelsey. Great job. And I'm complete for now.
0: Thank you so much, Tom. Yeah, and I totally agree. I, I love that order. But uh, I hope that answered your question, Dr. Nelly. Before I move on to my next one, I'm going to pass it to Miss Chrissy, the queen of resets, for our first reset.
5: Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, winners. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. You are in the Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club, the club that Glenn Lendy built with his bare hands. We are having 15 hours of programming now each weekday. So if you're new here, it's from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. So just plug on in and be here all day with us. Plus 6 a.m. to noon Saturday. And we have church on Sundays at 11. Right now, please go down to the bottom right hand corner. Tap on that plus sign. Let's invite some friends into the room. When you hit that sign, that's gonna let them know to come on in. Or better yet, invite them to the Breakfast with Champions Club on Clubhouse as a member. So go to the very top of your screen, you guys. You can tap on the Green Monopoly House and invite them as a member. Join the club. We don't have followers anymore, so you just join the club and then you're a member like all of us. And that's how you're going to find us every day. So great to have you guys here. Keep on listening. Great job, Kelsey. Back to you.
0: Awesome, Christy. Thank you so much, Winner. All right, so we're going to dive right into number three. Twitter, although they have failed with stories, so they removed their stories, they are trying to get into the e-commerce game. So they are growing into e-commerce by testing their shop module. Uh, And it's a new feature in an e-commerce area, which allows shoppers to go all the way from actually discovering the products to straight purchasing them. So a quote from Twitter states, the shop module is a dedicated space at the top of a profile where businesses can showcase their products. When people visit a profile with a shop module enabled, they can scroll across the carousel of products and tap through on a single product to learn more and purchase seamlessly in an in-app browser without having to leave Twitter. So once again, as I stated earlier, all of these apps want to keep you on their apps as much as possible possible so they can continue to collect data and continue to be able to serve you ads that are going to convert, which therefore turns into more advertising dollars for them when people have successful ad campaigns. So with Twitter, it is generally for breaking news, but a lot of people do tutorials. They also do product rollouts or uh, and customer service as well. So I am wildly intrigued for any of my people on stage that actually use Twitter Um, If they would purchase something off the app, or if they saw a product on the app, would they be inclined to purchase it? Or are they more likely to go to that um, brand's website? Or are any of my people on here that are product-based, are you now going to consider Twitter uh, as a social media platform and a possibly a place that you're going to start to populate because you have the opportunity to do direct sales on your uh, on your profile. Now, I saw Monica flashing. Um, anybody else that would, that would like to comment, share, and or ask question after Monica? You could just flash your mic, but go ahead, Monica, and then we'll pop to Kwani
8: awesome good morning champions this is Monica on the turquoise circle and Twitter is my social media boyfriend I was on Twitter long before I was on uh, this of course or Instagram or anything else and so I still go there a lot and yes I would treat Twitter the same way as I treat buying from Instagram and what that means is I will not just buy direct um, I will research I will look up the URL I will look at, Everything I can find because I want to know that I'm buying from someone reputable simply the same way I would if I were buying from Craigslist or, you know, uh, any other, on any other place. So I am, I'm I'm curious to hear what other people's thoughts are regarding this particular um, aspect, new aspect of Twitter. So thank you for letting me share. And I'm Monica in the Turquoise Circle and I'm out for now awesome monica awesome, thank monica. you
0: so much for that share and i love that you said twitter is your boyfriend that's hysterical i love that uh kwani go ahead and weigh in my man i think the original
1: hey. video...
0: i can give you a second kwani and we'll back to no, you no, no, yeah. oh, you're good I'm okay good. go for it
1: hey so what i wanted to um... So was the question about tw- Twitter, because I, I had a question about uh, IG, too. Are we on Twitter now, though? You can ask your Instagram question. Go for it. So the information you were dropping about the reels, did you just say pretty much, uh, I don't know, I could have heard this wrong, or maybe you answered it, uh, that your traction for your reels is going to be based off of the reels that you like and the people you comment on or the people that comments on you, it, like your traction for your reels is going to be based off that. Did I hear that correct?
0: So it's going to be based off of the people that interact with you. So the way that um, that Instagram came out with this information, they didn't say, hey, businesses, if you want productive reels, this is this is how you do it. Um, What they did come out and say is, if you were wondering how we cultivate the reels that you see, this is how we do it. So as business owners, we can take that information and say, okay, if they're serving the people reels who qualify under these standards, I need to find a way to fit into these standards. So basically if you want, let's say, um, let's say you have a a group of people and, or a hashtag that is commonly used, right? This is going to, that'll be an easier analogy. So if you have a hashtag that is popular amongst a group of people that you want to get in with, um, biohacking, right? You do biohacking. So if hashtag biohacking, uh, you can go into hashtag biohacking and you can start engaging, liking, commenting with all of their content in hopes that they are going to return the favor, right? That's the social digital currency that Scrap talks about. So if they engage back with your content, they are now going to start to be served all of the content that you put out as far as reels is concerned, because they're trying to drive more traffic. So what they're saying is if somebody is engaging recently with your content, the more reels that you put out they will be shown that that content does that make sense
1: absolutely and um I'm, I, I was kind of seeing that too um the people that i come I, honestly it's to the stage where whoever's post i comment on no matter how many followers they got i don't know how or why they're commenting back to me, or if it's something to do with the algorithm or something to do with, you know, my content. But I have seen lately that they have been like, everybody's page that I comment on, they have been commenting back. And it's the the same genre or field of people that, you know, I want to see uh, my content. So it's just crazy you brought that up, but that's what I've been
0: noticing for the past
1: week. So thank you.
0: Okay. Perfect. Well, Kwani, thank you for putting some some validity and case study behind the information I'm putting out there. I, I didn't really even know until you dropped it. You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. And also do keep in uh, into consideration that they do keep in mind the activity between accounts. So definitely reaching out and interacting with accounts that you want to interact back with you is going to be helpful because that is going to rank within the activity between accounts. So I did bring Sam661.com to the stage. Um, Did you have a question, Love?
6: No, I just was coming to support the room uh, and uh, and let people know that new Deanna, um, that one of our fellow um, clubhouse members has passed away and to uh just let you know um about that um love the rooms love the moderators love our family of in the clubhouse and uh love and support each other and that's that's it because nobody ever promises you tomorrow
0: sam thank you so much for that and uh for allowing all of us Uh, that information and I I definitely appreciate that and I do apologize uh, for your loss and I know that I'm sure everyone on this stage is going uh, to take a moment and remember any interactions that they had with her. So thank you for that. Uh, With that being said, I'm going to move on to our next tip Uh, which is about LinkedIn. So we don't talk about LinkedIn too much on the social media show. um, But definitely want to talk about how they have acquired a tutorial video app that is called jump rope. Now, um, this is fascinating, because LinkedIn is obviously the more business side of, uh, of social media, but the fact that they are moving more towards video just goes along with the entire movement across all of the platforms um that uh are moving towards video right so jump rope uh was a previous platform that linkedin has acquired it is a platform that shared skills and idea videos by creating um step-by-step videos and tutorials uh and that after they built them within the app that they could download them and export them out to other social platforms. So you, it, when making these uh, step-by-step tutorial videos, you could use uh, video, you could use still images, you could use uh, different type of preset formats and other overlays. Uh, so LinkedIn is clearly expanding their uh, video, by this acquisition. And it's interesting that it is a how to video app. So, if you want, if, if you think about it in a, a larger frame, if you are a product based business or a service based business, you are now going to have access to these different types of tools that this how to video app shared um, within their own app. So the social network will definitely provide more on platform tools as we see in these other apps like TikTok, like um, Instagram, where they give you the tools to seamlessly create content and video. Uh, and it will definitely grow the type of learning and interaction you can do on LinkedIn in the professional skills development sphere. So with a quote from Jump Rope CEO, he uh, Jacob poses. He says, we started Jump Rope to empower anyone to share their knowledge and passion in an engaging video-based format. But while 2 million people per month watch Jump Ropes on our platform, we realized we could build something so much bigger if we joined LinkedIn. This truly is an opportunity to fulfill the Jump Rope vision of reaching a global community. So I'm going to open this up for questions and statements now about, um, you know, do you think that the the fact that um excuse me that LinkedIn is making it more seamless to create video content by this uh, Jump Rope acquisition are you going to be moving your videos to LinkedIn keep in mind it is a bit more of a professional platform and therefore it's not like you can take your TikToks and repurpose them as you can with taking TikToks to Instagrams uh, reels to YouTube shorts. So are you going to start creating content within LinkedIn? Um, and do you think that you are going to utilize the new uh, tutorial video, the uh, aspect that they're adding to this platform? So we'd love to hear if anybody's on LinkedIn, what they think of LinkedIn. Um, and if this is a, a an aspect of the platform that's being added that they're excited about.
2: Jack Came Ford has increased its sales by over 136%.
1: My name is Travis Fleti. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. And Jeremy Downey here. We finished our month off at not even a
7: 20% increase, but a 30% increase.
1: Hey guys, Jean Paul Guidry here, and I've experienced massive increases of collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Stroessnider. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume.
5: This stuff works.
1: I'm Glenn Lundy, creator
7: of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% club members.
1: So look, the time is now. It's time for you to
7: protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com
9: to learn more.
0: But I can't find you. It's a big stage, so just go ahead and jump in.
9: Okay. Thanks, Kelsey. This is Dora Maria. Um... I actually have a bigger like my audience is really on LinkedIn. It's like where I drive most of the people I mentor, and then anything that I do on the professional side as far as speaking. Um, so I am excited about the videos because I feel like they'll actually be watched for the content that I want to do. Where I haven't seen a lot of like that big traction in like the other uh, social media platforms. So I just want to get your um, take on. Like, if you're a more on a professional end, like doing content on like leadership and communication, I feel like LinkedIn is a better place for that, uh, as opposed to the other, uh, platforms. Um, and it's I, like yesterday, one of the, somebody said what the stats were. I think, um, they were talking about Instagram and how the audience there is a certain age. So like, if you're trying to be, uh, you know, targeting a certain age group also, like, I think that's also another reason why I'm more excited about LinkedIn because I think that my target audience lives there more. Um, But I just wanted to see what your take was on that and how do you think it's been? Because I I love the lives. I've been doing a few lives with people there um, and things like that. So I think that has been a little bit, but they're moving more toward video from where I'm sitting.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a great point. And I was actually going to I was going to ask you if you were doing live. So I'm glad that you popped that in. Um, I think the fact that they added the live feature uh, was they're kind of dipping their toe in the water as far as video is concerned, trying to see if people were going to utilize that aspect of the platform and therefore they wanted Uh, you know, before they built out an entire other tool within the platform. So I really think that the fact that they added lives kind of gave birth to this acquisition and this idea to bring on a way to seamlessly create videos. I personally, you know, throughout working across a multitude of platforms with a multitude of industries. Video is king. We've seen it for the past probably about eight years is really when we start to see the huge push on video. And that's mainly because people want to um, intake as much content and information as they can within a small amount of time. So the amount of information you can jam pack into a 15 second video is probably equivalent to the amount of information that you would put in a one page blog post right so I think that definitely as far as video is concerned you're going to see a continual um, a continual traction on the content that you're putting out there uh, so I hope that answered your question I know Rachel B Lee wanted to hop in so I'd love to hear what you have to say love
3: yeah thank you so much I'm glad to hop in here for a second um, really great. Points, Kelsey. Uh, you know. Additionally, first question was, you know, is this the place for me? Thought leadership professional, one thousand percent. This is the leading business professional platform. has seven hundred fifty million plus members across the globe. Most of these folks are business owners. This is the C-level people, whether you work for the companies or you want to attract those kind of clients, this is the place that you want to be. I think what's really interesting about what's going on with LinkedIn right now, and that we observe my husband, Joshua Beely, and I at Standout Authority, is that LinkedIn is shifting priorities to be more of a creator platform. And we know this because of several diff- uh, several new features that it's released. LinkedIn Live over the last few years, which has given um, much more access to more people. It used to be much more limited. We see that with LinkedIn Stories, we see that with newsletters, and now we see it with Creator Mode. So Creator Mode on your plot on your page. Uh, If you don't know what that is, go on your profile and go turn it on. It allows you to choose up to five hashtags to have associated with your name, with your personal brand. And then hopefully, um, as you use hashtags in your content, you will be sort of in the algorithm and, and showing up associated with, um, the appropriate industry and what you've associated with your account. So I think that video is an important tactic on LinkedIn as it is a across everything and anything we do in content marketing. Um, a tip for LinkedIn is to try your best to keep those videos native, if you can, versus pushing off to, let's say, YouTube. That's also obviously a common thing, but definitely on LinkedIn, we have seen a little bit of hit if if you're taking people off platform. So um, absolutely every single person, and it's not just an age thing, because actually one of the biggest growing audiences is Gen Z on LinkedIn. Why? Because they're looking for jobs, right? And so actually there's a huge audience of general Zers. Um So this is definitely a place that you wanna expose yourself and uh, just appreciate the time. Thanks, Kelsey.
0: Awesome, thank you so much for that, Rachel. Sorry, it took me a second to get back to my mic. Um, so I really appreciate the fact that you brought that up Um, because native video is usually the you get the most amount of traction. And for anybody in here that doesn't know what native video means, it basically means you create the video on the app. So, Rachel, amazing, amazing pieces of advice. Thank you so much. Uh, Dora Marie, did that answer your question?
9: No, that was awesome. Thank you. I thought they were heading more toward training because they bought the Linda training aspect. And I, I, I had a feeling like, wow, is that where videos going on LinkedIn? So it was great to hear that. So Rachel, thank you so much.
3: Just to note on the training piece is that LinkedIn's mission is to empower the global workforce. And so what that means is they have different business units, which includes learning, which includes recruiting, which includes sales and recruits includes marketing to meet the needs of the global workforce. So the learning aspect is part of this empowering people to stay educated and to learn even without going into higher education. So, you know, we really like, it's very important that we take a look at the company, which mind you, was acquired by Microsoft in 2017. I worked at Microsoft, I was very involved in some of that acquisition that happened. So, you know, it's just kind of important to think about these things at a macro level too. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, Rachel, I think that's a good point as well. In addition to them pushing video, obviously, I think that it is going to also allow people to better demonstrate their product and or service video, as opposed to, I, I'm sure we've all gotten the the mass DMs, right? You can tell that this is not specific for me um, and it's just, Hey, can I get on your calendar? Do you have time for a call? I have a great product service, blah, blah, blah. But now people are actually going to be able to easily make that native video and post it. So this way I can find it in my newsfeed and even become maybe a warm lead before they even reach out to me in my, in my DM. So really amazing stuff, Rachel, thank you so much for timing in on that. I've got about eight minutes left. So I'm going to pop back over um, into my last couple ones. Um, so number five, Facebook launches campaign ideas generator. So this is Facebook's way of trying to help out the little guy, right? For all of you who are in this room, who have a little bit of difficulty coming up with content ideas. Number one, you should tune in to the breakfast with champions Friday at 12 PM to 1 PM, because our buddy Eric Gartel who literally just left, but um, he has an amazing segment that is going to help you all um, with your think tanks and also help a few people on stage come up with content ideas. Him and his crew are amazing. So definitely make sure that you check in to the Breakfast with Champions. on Friday at 12 PM so you can get some ideas. But in addition to that, Facebook has actually created a tool that will help inspire businesses to create content. So what they will do is it helps, so the it's called the campaign ideas generator and it helps brands to develop content for new campaigns by providing them with inspiration, pre-made assets and other resources. So basically what you do is you select your business type And what the tool will do is it will build out some campaign ideas for you. In addition to that, it will also give you insights that are customized to what exactly your business needs are, which is absolutely amazing because now you're not just getting your own insights, you're getting insights across the board. So you can also look into different content um, ideas that are related to the vertical that you're in. You You can specify it to maybe an upcoming holiday if you're looking for some good content ideas. So definitely something to check out. So once again, that is Facebook. Uh, campaign ideas generator, you guys can go into Facebook and uh, type that in and or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram, and I'd be happy to send you a link to it. Um, But I find it fascinating because it actually is allowing people to get more insights across the board from, uh, from Facebook. And it's going to really help people who are struggling with that with that writer's block, with not knowing what to post, when to post. Um, and also not knowing if what they're posting is working right. There's a lot of people that are first starting out, uh, that are kind of stuck about what to do. So this is something kind of think of like a, the spinning wheel of content creation, except for it will give you ideas. Um, and not just in like a copy format, they will actually show you, um, real, uh, like images that you can potentially mimic and or copy. Uh, So I would love to get one or two just to be mindful of time, one or two people, uh, their thoughts on uh, Facebook's idea of rolling out a a campaign idea generator. Anybody have questions or comments? Otherwise, I will jump over to my last tip. All right, let's jump over. Oh,
5: go ahead, Auntie. Mm
0: -hmm.
10: Hey, Auntie Anita, so I found that, thank you. Let me just first say you have done an amazing job. I've enjoyed all of the content. Hey Auntie Anita, it's
7: it's hard to get a little bit hard. Yeah, maybe Mike Mike needs to be tuned up a little bit. Thank you.
10: Is this better? That is much better. Okay, good. So I wanna say that I've enjoyed all of the content that's been um, presented so far. You're doing an amazing job. But what I want to say is, um, I used to run Facebook ads all the time for my um, business, which is a um, MLM, financial makeover type business. Recently, within the last six or seven months, all of my ads get rejected. Um, They'll say to X, you know, support or whatever, but I can't, ever get a response from anyone um, from Facebook Uh, when they did respond it was so generic so do you have any knowledge of why would be getting or anybody in the room can um, help me with that
0: yeah absolutely auntie so um, are my first question to you is are you checking the ads that say it is a a special ad campaign Okay, so that's exactly why they're getting rejected. So with um, Facebook, they now require you to um, let them know whether your ad has anything to do with financial, employment, Um, there's like several housing, there's several things that are considered special categories. And the reason for that is because anything that is deemed a special category, they limit your... um, your ability to narrow down the demographics. So you can do, as opposed to, let's say, I can literally target a street with my ad. With this special demographics, I have to do that street plus at least uh, 15 miles. And the reason why they do that is because they don't want to see exclusion. Uh, They want to make sure that it is inclusive. So I, I can't go and exclude a certain area from a particular job opportunity, or more uh, on the flip side, I can't target. Let's say maybe a low income area with a low, um, you know, low rate credit card or something like that. So there, it's basically Facebook's way of protecting certain classes of. Uh, Humans from either not from missing out on opportunities or being um, kind of maliciously targeted with certain opportunities. So all you have to do is when you create those ads, you're gonna see at the very top, it's gonna say, is this a special ad category? Go ahead and click that button and then you will be good to go, lady. Oh, thank you
10: so much, Kelsey. Man, I've been missing out for that little simple little thing I didn't click. I would see it come up and I'd be like, no, that's not specialized but okay, it makes so much sense to me now. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, my pleasure, auntie. All right, so this is my segment. If anybody here would like my notes from today's segment, go ahead and DM me notes and today's date, which is the 19th. So go ahead, DM me notes. Eight i'd be happy to send all of my notes as well as other links um to you please do it on instagram because unfortunately it's very difficult to send on uh clubhouse so go ahead and do that and with the remaining time um i know that our friend sam did come on to inform us of the passing of diana and so i would like to take the remainder of my my time just to have a moment of silence and to honor her and all of the people that are affected and to give my condolences to all who are affected by that. So I'm just going to take a moment of silence before I pass off. Thank you all so much, and we do send our deepest regrets to all who have been affected by this. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow
5: us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service.
0: Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.